all week long. I've had this inadequate feeling (laughs) because we've been praying and asking God to come. (laughs) We've been asking God to move. We've been asking Him to fill this place. And there's been so much anticipation for this day. Lord, my prayer is that, that you would take over. <laughs> that you would speak to us on this day. Come, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill this place. Fill our hearts. Fill our hearts with your love. Come, Holy Spirit. Do you think we could stand it, brothers and sisters? Do you think we could survive the presence of God like we've been praying for? (laughs) The presence of God that comes in a way that would change everything. (laughs) That would change you from the inside out and you'd never be the same. The presence of God that would come in a way that would transform you into the likeness of His Son and create you, recreate you into what you were intended to be from the beginning. (laughs) Come, Holy Spirit. Fill this place. Unless you have had, brothers and sisters, an encounter with God like that, You are not what God intended for you to be. He created you. God created you and me. And He created you and me with this place for the Holy Spirit to live. And unless and until... You are filled with the Spirit. You are not where God wants you to be or created you to be. (laughs) Come, Holy Spirit. For the last 14 weeks, we've been following Jesus around. He's been walking through the countryside and we've been following along, eavesdropping, if you will. (laughs) Come, Holy Spirit. You can interrupt anytime. We were with Jesus weeks ago in the desert. We were with Jesus At the sheepfold, remember that? Where we learned, we heard those comforting words. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. We were with Jesus and and Nicodemus in the dark, in a secret place. We were with Jesus that night. We were with Jesus when He healed, actually healed the man born blind. We were with Jesus. 
We were with Jesus in the cemetery when he raised Lazarus from the dead. You remember that? That was awesome. Jesus. We were with Jesus and his disciples in the upper room. Those last few intimate hours with the Savior. Where he was pouring himself into their lives for one last time. And then we were with Jesus at the ascension when he was taken up into heaven right before their eyes. Taken up into heaven to be at the right hand of the Father and intercede, pray for you and for me. We were there. We were there with them that day. Today, we have come all the way to Pentecost. Pentecost, what is that? Pentecost, it comes from the Greek word that simply means 50. Pentecost, it's called Pentecost because 50 days after Jesus rose from the dead, God poured out His Spirit on all flesh. Pentecost. Pentecost has been called the, the, the birthday of the Christian church. When the church received power and burst forth out of those doors and changed their world. Pentecost, the birthday of the Christian church. What happened? How did it all take place? What was the deal? They were baptized with the Holy Spirit. Pure and simple. And that, brothers and sisters, changed everything. (laughs) You'll recall last week when we were talking about the ascension of Jesus Christ when he ascended right before their eyes, he told his disciples that day, he commanded them that day to go back to Jerusalem and wait. Do you remember that? He commanded them to go and wait. And for ten days, this is what they did. Was that painful to watch? That was less than two minutes. And you were uncomfortable. That was less than two minutes. They did that for ten days. Not knowing what was going to happen. 
not knowing what to expect. Just waiting. Just praying. They weren't even asking for the Holy Spirit, probably. They were just saying, Lord, whatever that gift is that you talked about, that God promised, send it. Whatever it is, we want it. Waiting and praying. You know what happened? God moved. Because they were obedient to the command of Jesus. Go and wait. You see the problem today, brothers and sisters? The problem is we're too busy. We are too distracted. If Jesus would stand here right here today, if he would actually physically stand here today and say to you, I want you to wait for ten days. Actually, he didn't even give them a time frame. I just want you to wait. Wait until God moves. You know what your first thought would be? Tonight I have, Tuesday I've got, see we're too busy. God moved that day because they had obeyed His command. Something else that was happening that day that was crucial in order to help usher in the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit Something else that was, that was there among them all those ten days and you can't miss it. Acts chapter 2 verse 1 says, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. It said that back in Acts chapter 1 verse 14, they were together praying constantly as they were getting together the first day. And here on the tenth day, they were still united in hearts and minds. I I can't overemphasize how important this is, that they were united. You see, because no unity, no Pentecost. No unity... No outpouring of the Holy Spirit. No unity. No answer to our prayer. Come Holy Spirit. They were one. Are we? They were together. Are we? They were one and God moved. God always moves. In the lives of people that are together, that are united, eventually. He always moves. They were one with God. You see, they had come to the place where they understood that they were utterly dependent on God. They had come to the place where their desperation had molded them together, had brought them together and made them one in their pursuit of the gift God had promised in their pursuit of all that God had for them, their desperation for Him, 
molded them into one. Jesus had gone. Right before their eyes, He had been taken up into heaven. Their leader, their Lord, their Messiah, their Savior, their Master was gone. Now what? They were desperate. They were desperate for God. And that desperation brought them together as they cried out to Him, Come Holy Spirit. I wonder if we're desperate. Are you desperate for God? No, I'm good. No, I'm good. No, you're not. Lord, show us how much we need you today. Show us how much we we need your presence and your fullness. Help us not to take one more step without you. They were one with God. There was nothing at that point between their soul and the Savior. The channel was open as they were gathered together and one in the Spirit of God. But they were also one with each other. They were all in the same boat. This desperate need for God. That made them one with each other. Are we? See, their desperation causes them, causes them to look past personality differences. Their desperation for God caused them to, to look past old hurts and, and, and old, even recent hurts. Their desperation for God as they gathered together helped them look past these lingering frustrations that we have with each other sometimes. No unity, no Pentecost. Their desperation made them put that stuff aside and seek God together with all their hearts. I thought about us this week. I thought about the people sitting here today. All of us here today. Is there anything we have between anyone here? Just ask it. How about in your family? Is it, is it cool in the family? I mean, are... Is everything okay in your family? Are you one in your family? You see, because when when we're not one with each other, there's no Pentecost. Make us one, Lord. Make us one. Their desperation for for God helped them to, to connect with each other even. They were in the same boat. They needed God. Brothers and sisters, do we understand how much we need God? When that collective need is felt, and when we cry out together, He moves. They were one. That day, as they gathered around, that tenth day, the day of Pentecost, as they gathered together, God surprised them. To say the least. They didn't know what to expect. And God came. He moved. He poured out His Spirit upon them. And we hear the account in verses 2 through 4. Let's read Acts chapter 2 through 4. Read, read, listen as I, as I follow along as I read. Verse 2. Suddenly, a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. 
they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. They had no idea this was going to happen. They didn't know what to expect. Now you've got to get this picture. They've been sitting in this room for ten days. Probably long periods of silence, I'm assuming. At least low conversation, kind of a low groan of conversation throughout the week from time to time. But nothing, I wouldn't think, out of the ordinary. Nothing really loud or spectacular. They were just waiting. And God moved in a way they would have never expected. Violent wind. I don't know if it was hurricane force. Or tornado force? I don't know. The Bible says it was violent wind. It was so violent, it was so loud that people came. Listen, they're in this room. And what happened in that room was so loud and violent that that people came running from around the city to see what happened. God moved. There was violent wind. There were what seemed to be, the Bible says, tongues of fire. This is Luke writing it down the way he recalled it. And he's still trying to figure out there seemed to be what seemed to be tongues of fire that landed on all of us. We were filled with the Holy Spirit and we began to speak in all the languages of our known world. Verses 5 and 6. Now now there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, the crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking these other tongues. He heard them speaking in his own language. Verse 7, they were utterly amazed. See, God surprised them that day. Did something far beyond what they could ask or imagine as they, in one accord, waited for God to move. And when God moves in this place, be prepared, brothers and sisters. It may surprise us. It may not be like He's moved before. We shouldn't put God in a box. Let Him be who He is. God, move in your way. God, move in your way. He moves in mysterious ways, brothers and sisters. Father, surprise us again. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill this place. Will you say that with me? Come, Holy Spirit, fill this place. It's always been interesting to me to read this passage of Scripture and realize that there has always been a strong evangelistic element in the outpouring of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. Because, you see, that, that's what God's interested in. People coming and knowing and accepting Jesus Christ, their personal Savior. The Holy Spirit was poured out and they spoke in some 15 languages the gospel of Jesus Christ. Was heard personally in 15 or more different languages. When people were baptized with the Holy Spirit, they were motivated, inspired, empowered to reach out. To speak for God. To stand up for God. To go in His name. A strong 
obvious result of being baptized with the Holy Spirit is that you go. You can't help yourself anymore. It flows out in any language. And it will again today as the Holy Spirit comes. We go all the way over to the last verse in chapter 2 and it says this. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Why? Why was it that before Pentecost, these guys and gals were weak and powerless? And they weren't that effective. Oh, they had their good days. But in general, they were weak and ineffective. Why is it that it was that way before Pentecost And after Pentecost, right after Pentecost, the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Why is that? Pure and simple. They were baptized with the Holy Spirit. And that change, that incredible transformation touched the hearts and lives of everyone they came in contact with. The Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Father, pour out your Spirit upon us. Father, come, send your Holy Spirit. Father, after Pentecost, those people literally turned their world upside down. Do it again, Lord. Do it again. Thank you, Jesus. You see, at Pentecost, when they were filled with the Spirit, it empowered them to march boldly into their secular, pagan world and speak against the immorality that was happening in their world. They had been baptized with the Holy Spirit. They had been empowered to go, to move, to speak for God and His will and His way. Now it's our turn, brothers and sisters. This isn't the first century. It's the 21st century. And it's our turn. We are as needy as they were. We are as needy as they were. We, were just, we are just as desperate as they were. And Jesus commands us today. He commands us to wait and pray for the promised gift. He commands you to seek it with all of your heart. He commands you, follower of Christ, to seek the fullness of the Spirit. That's what you need today. That will bring power back into His church today. When you, when you are filled with the Spirit of God. And no one needs to be filled with the Spirit of God any more today than our graduates. Let me say that again. I don't know. No one needs to be filled with the Spirit any more than our graduates today. Because you see what happens is you're going, some of you to college, some of you in the work world, and you are going to be faced with more lies than you have ever been faced with in your life. 
you are going to be faced with more decisions that could lead you down a pathway of destruction than you've ever been faced with before. Somebody say amen. You know that's true. I've been there. I'm an old guy. I used to be back there. You see what happens? Our enemy attacks us from all sides. And seniors, graduates, you are in the middle of a spiritual battle. A battle for your soul. And you are in the middle of of making decisions in your life that will make a difference for the rest of your life. that That will forge the path for the rest of your life. And I'm just here to say, you are not strong enough in yourself to make those decisions apart from God. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Do we actually know how desperately we need God? We have waited, Father. We have prayed. Now we ask you to move. We ask you to move. I was in the prayer room this morning and somebody wrote these words on the wall. Break us, Lord. Break us of our selfishness from focusing on how we think it should be. Break this church of our displeasing habits, brokenness, death, before resurrection and life. Heal us. Bring us together in peace and unity, focusing on You and Your desires. Guide us in reaching out and preparing for the return of our risen and coming King. Someone else wrote, Come, Holy Spirit, fall fresh on me. Someone else wrote in big letters, My God and my King. Someone wrote, Oh, how He loves you and me. Father, come Holy Spirit, make us one, make us one.